Good morning. My name's Roger Nafziger. I work in the development office here at the college, which uh, basically means my job is to help try to bring in the money to keep your education affordable. I know you pay a lot of tuition to be here, um, but we do need some other money to run this place, so that's what my job is. I'm a uh, 1977 graduate of, of the college, and uh, my major was music education. And I, after teaching music, now I work in development. Our speaker this morning also is working in a career that, that is, uh, was not what he trained for when he was here at Goshen. Um, Alan Kaufman is a 1971 graduate of Goshen College, majoring in natural science. Um, he's going to speak to us this morning about uh, his vocation in local politics, being mayor of Goshen, um, how he got there, what he finds rewarding and challenging. My experience in the last few years with, with Mayor Kaufman is, is um, that he's a, he's a straight shooter. Um, he doesn't just say or do what is uh, politically expedient in order to get elected at the, at, through the next election cycle, but he's really focused on what's, what's right um, and what's good for the city of Goshen and moving the city ahead. Um, Vic Stoltzfus, a past president of Goshen College, said it this way, traffic planning, which is a big issue in Goshen, is a real pain, but I admire the way Alan brings people with opposing interests and viewpoints together and challenges them to see the larger picture and the future good of the city. And that's certainly been my experience with Mayor Kaufman as well. Um, Alan is married to Carol Miller, um, who is also a graduate of, of GC, a 1973 history major. Uh, they have two sons, uh, Nick, who's finishing up his sophomore year at a, um, a school down the road, Manchester College, and another son, Lucas, um, who is still at home. I give to you the Honorable uh, Mayor Alan Kaufman. Well, good morning. Thank you, Roger, for that introduction. Um, when Becky Horst invited me to come and speak about my vocation um, and, and the things that Roger said I was going to talk about, she referred to it as a meditation. Okay? Now, I know that my son's a sophomore in college. I know that you folks stay up most of the night and you're kind of sleepy during the day. So I figure if I meditate too much, you all go to sleep. And I have 30 minutes to do this, so I could put you to sleep in 30 minutes pretty easily. Uh, well, in addition to knowing how some of you function, I don't meditate well, okay? So when I thought about this, I had to go to Webster's Dictionary to find out Webster's definition of meditation. So it says to focus one's thoughts on, and I don't focus thoughts very well. I'm, my, my mind's going everywhere at once. Uh, to plan or project in the mind to engage in contemplation or reflection. See, ponder. Well, you know, and, and that's, that sounds pretty heavy for me. Now, I'm not planning on talking for 30 minutes unless I get sidetracked on a bunch of stuff. So if I have time at the end, I'm interested in taking your questions or your comments, or if you disagree with anything I say, I'd be glad to hear that. Um, but I am going to spend a little time on talking about what got me to the place that I am today 
maybe more than talking about what it is that I do, because I can talk about that in a pretty short period of time. But the kind of assignment that I was given today is not an easy one for me. Um, like I said, I don't meditate well. If you talk to people in my Sunday school class, and by the way, I'm, I'm Anabaptist, but I'm Church of the Brethren, and so when I'm in your kind of circles, and most, most of you are Mennonites, how many of you are Mennonites? Okay, most are Mennonites. I, I do say in these circles that Church of the Brethren is only one rung further from heaven than you are. Okay? <laughs> I don't say that in my own church, and when I do say it, probably Alexander Mack is frowning down on me when I say that. So, but if you talk to people in my Sunday school class, they will say that Alan doesn't meditate well, and especially is not good at introspection. Okay, I hate introspection. And one day I tried to figure out why I don't like introspection. Uh, maybe it's because I'm afraid of what I'll find if I look inside too much. But even that process felt a little bit too much like introspection, so I quit that. <laughs> Went on to something else. I like doing my job. I don't like to reflect on what I've done in the past or necessarily what I'm going to do five years from now, planning for my future, those kind of things. So um, I enjoy doing the job more than I like running for the job. You know, I like doing it more than I like the political part of it. We have to go, you can laugh at the pictures, it's okay. Stan, you can laugh at the pictures. Stan told me he was going to introduce me because he was here longer than you were, and I mean, when I was here, and he knows the real skinny about when I was at Goshen College, but I'm glad that Stan didn't do it. Um, I, came, I came to Goshen College in the fall of 1967, thinking, uh, majoring in natural science, thinking that I wanted to be a doctor at some point in my life. Um, I graduated in 1971. When I went to Goshen College, we were required to do three convocations a week, and we had punch cards. Most of you have never seen a punch card, probably. Uh, but I used to try cheating at Goshen College, not on my grades, okay? But I'd go up to the balcony, and I'd go up one stairs, hand in my chapel card, go down the other stairs, and go to the Southside Soda Shop and play pinball. <laughs> it never worked. I would get my chapel card back in the mailbox and say, we don't believe you were really in chapel, and so you have to do it another time this week. Now, I notice you're swiping things. I don't know if you... If you swipe in one door and if you go out the other door, if you can unswipe one of those things or not. But um, I used to, now you can, <laughs> it works. Now you can play pinball on campus, right? We used to have to go off campus to do that. But I started out pretty fresh-faced at Goshen College. I, I'll talk a little bit about how I got into what I'm doing. I came from a family that was relatively politically active. Now, most Church of the Brethren people weren't at the time. Uh, my father was a factory worker in the community, and he was a precinct committeeman. And, and I remember people used to come into the living room when they wanted a political job working for the county highway department or the state highway department, and they'd have to get the blessing of somebody in, in uh, politics. My mother uh, was a precinct committee per person when people used to take that job seriously. She would go around the neighborhood and make sure everybody was registered to vote and people lived where she showed that they lived. And, and she went to one house one day, folks that were in my church, uh, Dick and Marge Bigler. And Marge Bigler came to the door and mom said, I'm just checking to make sure that uh, people live where we show that they live um, and are registered to vote. <clears throat> and Marge joked and she says, oh yeah, Dick and I cancel each other out every year. And 
this was foreign to mother because she always thought like dad did. She said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I'm a Democrat and Dick's a Republican and we go and cancel each other out every year. And mom says, you can't do that. <laughs> and she said, oh yes, we can. So, so I had a little bit of exposure to politics growing up. I was active in Young Democrats and some of that stuff, but I never imagined that I would get into politics. Now, my first campaign was actually at Goshen College, okay? I ran for junior class treasurer. I got a nickname in college. My name is Alan John, and I got a nickname AJ uh, after AJ Foyt because I kept getting speeding tickets, okay? <laughs> now, I had a 56 Chevy at the time. It's kind of ridiculous. There's a hearse sticker on the window, but it was an automatic. There was no hearse in the car. <clears throat> But anyway, this was a campaign picture at the time. And I, that's another thing. I never take myself very seriously. Okay, I, I'm not wound very tight. That's not supposed to be a negative. Okay, I'm not wound tight. Anyway, um, the caption for this one, run with AJ. Uh, another one of the pictures, since it was treasure, this is on campus, climbing out of a manhole, out of the hole with AJ. Well, the class wasn't in the hole. We weren't in debt. but. It seemed to work at the time. Uh, here I'm holding a pistol, which you're not supposed to do at Goshen College, but I'm at the a ticket window at Goshen High School, and the caption was, let, let AJ handle your funds, okay? <laughs> it was just kind of a fun campaign. I'm not able to do that as much um, in current campaigns. <laughs> but the campaign worked, okay, at Goshen College. And then the next year I ran for senior class president. Now those pictures have disappeared. Um, one of the pictures was, I was holding an umbrella, and it was snowing and raining at the time, February or spring of the year, um, and it was horrible weather, and the caption was, if you hate Indiana weather, vote for AJ. <laughs> like I was going to do something about it. <laughs> there, was, there was another picture, that, and I don't have these pictures because I, I, well, this second picture got stolen by somebody, but... It was taken in the good library in one of the carousels. It was a staged picture of me making out with a girl, okay? It was staged. We weren't really doing it. And, and we posted that picture in one of the girls' dorms, dorms and it said, you'll make out better with AJ. <laughs> so I got my introduction to politics at Goshen College, okay? It's your fault. I graduated from Goshen College still looking pretty fresh-faced, okay? I had some bumps along the way at Goshen College, uh, but I still made it out. I wasn't the most serious student, uh, but I made it out of here. Um, I thought, as I, as I said, that I wanted to go to medical school, and I pursued that path all the way through Goshen College. Um, there were several people in my class. Goshen College does a really good job of placing people in medical schools. In my class, we had several of us who didn't make it into medical school that first year. Now, some of the kids uh, pursued other ways to get into medical school and continued that path. I decided I didn't want to do that. I'd go to dental school instead. I got accepted to dental school, then decided I didn't want to look at people's mouths all my life. Um, and what I ended up doing is building silos for a couple more years and decided that's a really hard way to make a living and there's got to be a better way. Um, and so um, I started getting a little more long-haired, uh, continued to work in the office products business for 25 years, okay? And in that, in that period of time, I got on the city council. Um, I, was, I was invited to run for the city council, decided I didn't think I would ever do that, um, but I was convinced to do that. And uh, the first election, the guy on the, you're far, that side, 
my, my far right, your left. Um, it was pretty wild looking. I'm, I'm not sure why people voted for that guy, uh, but I got on the city council, spent 16 years on the city council. Um, that's a, that's a close-up. Um, and uh, tried to become a little more uh, normal-looking during the time, and, and, and I'm older now. Got gray hair now. No mustache, no beard. Um, I was appointed to mayor in 1997 when our mayor took a job with the toll road, um, and I've stood for election twice, and I'm standing for election again this year. Now, I've never gotten comfortable with the term politics, and some of you have heard me dissect that word into poly, which some would say mean many, and ticks meaning blood-sucking insects. So I don't say that I'm in politics, I say that I'm in public service, okay? Now, things happened to me at Goshen College along the way that prepared me for the twists and turns in life. And, and I have welcomed freshmen or first-year students um, to Goshen College for a number of years, and I often say uh, to you folks that Goshen College does a good job of pre preparing you for the twists and turns of life. Roger mentioned a couple of his. Um, it does a great job of not only preparing a person for a job, but preparing a for person for life. And one of the things that happened to me at Goshen College was taking a course from Dr. Marlon Jeske called The Christian Faith. Now, I don't remember a lot about the Christian faith, the course, except, <laughs> yeah, you can laugh. You know, I'm not the world's best Bible scholar, okay? J.R. Burkholder would tell you that. Anybody will tell you that. But the Christian faith, one of our assignments was to, to decide what we think the five themes, the five most important themes of the Christian faith are. And to this day, I do not remember all five that I picked when I was at Goshen College. And probably if I picked what I think are the most important five themes today, it would be a different five than I picked when I was a senior at Goshen College. But one I know would remain the same, and this one has always stuck with me. I, I decided that stewardship was one of the central themes of the Christian faith and what it meant to be a steward. And that is one thing that I still use today when I talk to people. I talk to third graders that come through and look at City Hall. And, and, and our building was, was one of the Carnegie Libraries in Indiana. It was the first Carnegie Library, and now it's City Hall. And I talk to third graders about Andrew Carnegie, what it means to be a philanthropist. And we talk about that word. That's a big word for third graders. I said, you're going to learn a new word today. And I put it up on a flip chart. I said, I don't expect you to remember how to spell it. But if you can remember how to pronounce it, philanthropist. And we talk about what that means. And I said, when you go home, ask your parents if they know what a philanthropist is. And I always hope that they don't go home and say, the mayor taught us a new word. It's philanderer. <coughs> but anyway, we talk about that, and we talk about stewardship. When I talked to sixth graders, um, I asked them recently, how many of you are in gangs? And nobody raised their hand. And I said, that's a good thing. I said, I hate gangs. You know why? And they said, no, why? And I said, because they're not stewards. And we talk about what a steward is, that, that you're here to build a better place, not to tear a place down. So um, that is important to me. I don't know how many of you have read this book. This has been an important book to me, In His Steps by Charles Sheldon. How many of you have read this book? Not very many. I would recommend you get it and read it. It's been an important book to me. It was written a long time ago. It's not contemporary by any means. It was written in like 1908. But I would say it was the part of the What Would Jesus Do movement. Uh, it talks about a fictional church, I don't know what denomination, where a, a tramp walks in uh, to the church, uh, challenges the church on what would Jesus do. 
He'd spent three days in this little town of Redmond um, trying to get help. Nobody wanted to help him. And so he came to church on Sunday morning, and he talked to the congregation about, challenged them on what would Jesus do, and he collapsed in the church, and he, di- and he stays in the pastor's home. The pastor takes care of him, and he dies a week later. So the pastor decides to challenge his congregation and say, for the next year, before you do in everything, before you do it, ask yourself, what would Jesus do? And then it follows the lives of the merchant and the banker and several people in the community, the newspaper publisher, publisher, and it shows the kind of sacrifices they make when they follow the steps of Jesus. Now, um, not everything that I do do I have to worry about following the steps of Jesus because I don't think that Jesus cares much about how you build a sewer. You know, if it runs downhill, that's a good thing. Um, I think he probably does care about how we would handle immigration, those kind of things. Another book that's been important to me um, is God's Politics. Um, this is by Jim Wallace from Sojourners Magazine. This is another great book. And it talks about um, how Christians need to be involved in politics. Um, and in his steps, there's a place where the pastor is walking across, along the, the street with the president of the local college. And back in these days, people, Christians were not involved in politics. They didn't even vote. And they were talking about the corrupt government in their community and how if they were going to affect change, they had to get involved in politics. So when we talk about two kingdom theologies and you talk about God and man or you talk about church and state, you know, if you can imagine two big circles, um, Jim Wallace would say that those two circles have to merge. They have to come together. Um, and, And if you think about it, In the Anabaptist uh, history, we weren't involved and we said we have to stand apart. But I would argue that if you stand apart, how do you affect change in your world? And so those things have to merge together. And if people with our values are not involved in government, then decisions are going to be made by people without our values, and the decisions may not reflect those values. So there needs to be a merging. And if you can see the two circles coming together, there's an overlap in the circle, a convex place. And that's the place, the convex place, is the place that I'm most comfortable operating. It's where church and state are not in conflict with each other. It's where, and you can label the two circles anything. It could be Republicans and Democrats. It could be conservatives and liberals. You merge those, and where we work together is the most comfortable place. That's why I like local politics, because we don't have Republican and Democrat ways to build sewers and pave potholes and do that kind of stuff. We don't deal with the kinds of things that Jim Wallace talks about as religious issues, which is much more than um, abortion and gay marriage. He talks about environment and health care issues and poverty, um, those as moral issues also. We don't have to argue over those things at local politics, and so we get along pretty well. If you get to the state level or the federal level, there's a whole lot more um, argument that goes on. Uh, So I enjoy um, the local level. Um, Now, um, I said I like to call it public service instead of politics, but I can get political once in a while, too, and do some goofy things. Um, We had an incident in Goshen where there was a a friend of mine from our local Kiwanis Club who was putting up yard signs, big yard signs, for a Republican running for prosecutor. And he was out on Green Road putting one up, and the lady that lived there came out and she says, um, do you have a sign for Alan Kaufman's opponent? Because um, I'd like to kick his butt. 
And he came back and he told me about this. Well, at the same time, the Boys and Girls Club was having an auction in Goshen. They asked me if I would contribute something to the auction. And so I thought, well, here's an idea. So I wrote the lady a letter. And I said, I understand you would like to kick my butt. I said, I can make that happen. I said, if you want to come to the Boys and Girls Club auction and open the bidding at $100, and you're the high bidder, I'll let you kick my butt at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I said she couldn't use the point of her shoe. She had to use her instep. <clears throat> she decided, she, the Boys and Girls Club thought that was a great idea. They wanted me to follow through on it, so I did. The lady didn't show up, okay? But um, two people did buy a butt kicking, uh, paid $1,000 a piece for it. So it, it was a pretty good fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club. And this particular article came from a supermarket tabloid in Scotland. You know, that kind of thing gets around the world. It's funny the kind of things that get around the world, but they do mention in there that, that I, I pulled a political stunt, and it was a political stunt. It played pretty well, so I can do those kind of things. It helps to have a loving wife when you're doing this. Carol supports me in this. She didn't start out being real excited about politics, um, but she's caught on, and, and that picture of her, I think, is pure joy. I appreciate her support. Doc, Dr. Martin Luther King said, we will have to repent in this generation not merely for the hateful words and actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence of the good people. If you're part of the good people, I think you have to be involved in what's going on. Um, to wrap up, to tell you just a little bit about my job, and I can do it in a very short time, it's about stewardship. Um, and we have a city mission statement that, that goes way back to the Christian faith at Goshen College. And the important part of it is the end that says to create for future generations a legacy of an even greater, better, and more beautiful city than was given to us. That is stewardship. And, and I think we're challenged that whatever we're involved in, our job is to make our corner of the kingdom just a little bit better. And so we work at that. Um, and I enjoy doing this. I enjoy working with a great number of volunteers in our community to make Goshen a better place. Along the way, I have to listen a lot. I have to try to figure out what direction the community is willing to be led. Um, in some cases, I have to nudge them in a direction I would like them to be led. Um, and I can't do any of those things if I don't convince the public to support it, if I don't convince the city council to support it. Um, but it takes a lot of listening. It takes some dreaming. Um, it takes a little bit of vision. Um, and once in a while, it takes a little bit of meditation and reflection. I'd be glad to take your questions and comments. Or you can be dismissed early and go play pinball. Yes, Becky. Well, there's a couple. Um, one of the things that I think is a great legacy in our community is the bike and pedestrian paths. Um, the mill race is a great asset. Uh, we're trying to do a lot of connectivity with bikes um, and reduce kind of our environmental impact on the world. Uh, that and also the potential redevelopment of the old industrial corridor along the mill race and the possibility of building housing there someday. I hope to see that happen. Those are exciting things. Immigration is exciting too. It's very, very frustrating because there's so many elements to it. It's, it's been tougher to manage than traffic by far. Any other? Yes, back there.
How do I deal with people who don't necessarily agree with my policies? Uh, well, I don't have very thin skin. Okay, it's pretty thick most of the time. And a lot of that stuff can slide off my back. I gave up a long time ago on trying to make everybody happy about everything. Uh, we have uh, a couple people that come to the city council meeting regularly and have to speak on every issue and disagree with everything. And we have some cave people, citizens against virtually everything. And, and, <laughs> and we, understa we understand that that happens. Um, the depth of the issue is where we struggle with the whole immigration thing. You know, the, the things that Jesus would care about are the most difficult for me to, to uh, sympathize or let roll off my back. Uh, but in some regards, uh, you listen, you try, you try to, uh, to sympathize, you try to understand. Their, I, I, I think I'm relatively good at looking things, at things from multiple points of view. Um, but at some point, you just have to agree to disagree. And I say that to people. We just have to agree to disagree. Sometimes I've hung the phone up in the middle of a conversation when I'm getting cussed out on the telephone and say, you know, call me back when you're calmed down. <laughs> Anything else? Vote in the election. <laughs> um, Goshen College is more involved in the community now than it was when I went to Goshen College. You do have service days uh, when you go out and help organizations in the community. If, and I know from when I was in college, and I had to work my way through college because I, there wasn't a lot of family money, so I was busy all the time. But if students have time uh, to be reading tutors for kids in our elementary schools or um, in some way be positive role models for kids in our community. We have a, a fairly high degree uh, number of kids in poverty, uh, limited, limited uh, or free and reduced lunch in the schools. Um, if you can model for those folks, that would be one way. Um, when you come to Goshen College, and when I welcome students to Goshen College, I say, this is going to be home for you, for most of you, for at least four years. Some of you are going to stay in Goshen, but however long you're here, I hope you'll consider Goshen your home, and that for however long you're here, you'll do the same thing that I do in my job, and that's work to make Goshen a better place. Um, so any way that you can look um, and, and help make Goshen a better place, um, use your imagination. Okay. I don't know if that answered your question. I, I joke sometimes when I say vote in the city election because I know many of you are registered in Pennsylvania or wherever and you want to influence congressional elections wherever you are, so it's a difficult thing to change your registration to Goshen. But, you know, if I could get 1,000 votes out of Goshen College, it would be a big head start on winning an election. <laughs> so, you know, I might be back on campus in the fall with registration forms to see if any of... Those of you, and I recognize some of you in the audience that, do, that grew up in Goshen, for those of you who grew up in Goshen, I certainly hope that you're registered to vote and that everybody you know that lives in Goshen that are friends of yours are registered to vote. Anything else? Well, I want to thank you for inviting me to come today.